Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. I love how God always gives me like our song for the day or a song for us to, you know, meditate on. I love that. Like he's so intentional with us every morning. And I love that. So this morning's song is Never Alone by... Tori Kelly, and I love this song. Yeah, Good morning. How y'all doing this morning? Do me a favor, go share the video. Thank you, thank you. Never alone. Oh, you're never alone. Oh, my coffee is so good this morning. <laughs> like, thank you, Lord, for a good cup of coffee. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 
I'm going to start calling you Mama Jeanette. Jeanette, Miss Jeanette, don't start that. Don't start me this morning. I re I, so many things have happened over the last day. I accept that. I received that. I, I received that. Welcome to the new season. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Glory, 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 glory. My God, I thank you. My God, I worship you. My God, I praise you. My God, I bless you. My God, I love you. Thank you, 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 thank you. My God, I thank you, I thank you, Lord, I thank you. Glory to God, I thank you, I thank you. I thank you, Father. I thank you. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lord God, I thank you. I thank you. I bless you. I praise you. I magnify you. I glorify you. I lift up your name. I lift up your name through all the earth. I lift up your name through all the earth. I lift up your name through all. Yes, ma'am. You can have me. I lift up your name through all the earth. Glory to God. Glory to God. My God, I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for wisdom. Thank Thank you for knowledge. Thank you for discernment. Thank you for positioning us. Thank you for revelatory, um, just wisdom today. Thank you, Father God, that we are not wise in our own eyes. Lord God, I thank you, Father God, for building kingdom through us. And I thank you, Father God, that your kingdom is being manifested right now. As we speak, I thank you for the glory of God. I thank you, Father God, for the wisdom of God, the joy of God, the peace of God, the love of God, just surrounding us and camping us, Lord God. I just thank you, Father God, for a fresh anointing, one that destroys the yokes of bondage of sickness and disease. And I thank you, Father God, for just refreshing us this morning, renewing us. I thank you for the ministry of reconciliation, that we are being reconciled back to how you originally uh, determining that we should be. And I thank you for that. I thank you for re renewing our mind. I thank you for restoring a friendly relationships. I thank you for restoring our relationship. I thank you as we are being reconciled that we begin to believe what you say about us and not what this world says about us. We just thank you, Lord God, that we aren't starving and you did not starve us out. Hey, Deshannon, we thank you, Lord God, that you are building us up in faith and truth. And we receive that truth before anyone else. I am so grateful for Come on, Kim Wynn in New York and Wendy Wright and Cindy and Chavez and Mama Jeanette and all the other people that have logged on this morning, I'm so grateful for you. And I'm so grateful for what God is going to do in your life today. And I'm so grateful for what God is going to do through this devotional. And I expect to see the manifestation of God today. I expect to see him today. I expect him. I expect him. I expect to see him today. I thank you. He is restoring and he is repairing right now as we speak. I thank him for spiritual truths and just everything that he's given us. I thank you for his countenance being in our life. And I just thank you for who Jesus is. And I thank you. God had the final say so. And that even when man was counting us out, that God said yes, right? That God said yes. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It was good to meet you the other day, Vaswana. Thank you for coming to Bible study. Hey, Chala. Good morning. 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 I thank you. I thank you. I thank you, Lord. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for every life that we touch today. I thank you. The ministering spirits are all around us. I thank you. We are caught up in your glory. That we are so caught up in your glory that we are not focused on the things 
things in temporal. Now, Lord God, give them eyes to eat, see and ears to hear. Give them revelation, knowledge of who they are in your word today. Pour your spirit out upon their flesh today. I thank you, Lord God, that they will not resume as usual. My God, my God, that they will not resume as usual. And we thank you, Father God, for this word today. Let me do two things. I want to read Psalms 51 over you. And then I have something special I have to pray today that God told me to pray. When I read Psalms 51 on you, I want you to understand you can go to God a thousand times and ask him to forgive you. I'm just being, I'm just being for real. Like you can go to him a thousand times and you, and, and if you got to go a thousand times and before you can go to him a thousand times and pray this prayer over you until you believe it, because sometimes it's so hard because we don't necessarily see forgiveness to understand uh, the forgiveness or understand how God operates in us. So we're going to read this. And, and the thing, the other thing that I need, you know, in this season, I, it's just your level with God, your vulnerability, your transparency, uh, where you are with God, asking for his mercy, asking him for the things that you need this morning. As I was doing my confessions and praying, I said, Lord, you said, ask. And these were the things that I began to petition him and I began to ask him for asking him for these spiritual blessings, asking him for kids, asking him for revelation knowledge. And so when we're praying the word, remember, that's the warfare against the mind. We're renewing our mind. My coffee is good. Hold on. We're renewing our mind today and we're renewing our mind constantly with the word. So I want to replete. I want to pray Psalms 51 today. I want to read Psalms 51. We're asking God to create in us a clean heart, renew a loyal spirit for us to become loyal. Lord, put the right spirit in me. And you can ask that daily. I ask that daily. One of the worst mistakes in the world that you can make is assume that you've made it or assume that you're there or assume that everything is right and that you have everything right. No, don't assume that. Don't assume. So Psalms 51, it says, have mercy on me, O God, because of your unfailing love. Say God's love is unfailing. God's love is unfailing. See, you got to talk when you read the scriptures, you got to talk to yourself. You got to talk to yourself boldly. You got to talk the scripture out. Take your time with the scripture. You ain't got to read all fast through the scripture. You're not on a marathon race. You're trying to renew your mind. And as long as it, it took to get destructed and to be in false thinking and all that other stuff, it's going to take some time to rebuild and renew your mind so that you can walk into the fullness of who God called you to be. So it says, have mercy on me, O God, because of your unfailing love, because of your great compassion, blot out the stain of my sins, wash me clean from my guilt, purify me from my sin. For I recognize my rebellion. It haunts me day and night against you and you alone have I sinned. I've done what is evil in your sight. You will be proved right in what you say in your judgment against me just. For I was born a sinner, yes, from the moment of my mother's conceived me. But you desire honesty from the womb, teaching me wisdom even there. So purify me from my sins and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Give me back my joy again. You have broken me. Now let me rejoice. Don't keep looking at my sins. Remove the stain of guilt. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. Don't banish me from your presence and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and make me willing to your, to obey you. Then I'll teach your ways to revel. I'll walk in discipleship. That's what it's saying. And they will return to you. Forgive me for shedding blood, O God, who saves. Then I will joyfully sing of your forgiveness. Unseal my lips, O Lord, that my mouth may praise you. Do not desire a sacrifice 
or I would offer one. You don't, you do not want a burnt offering. The sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and repentant heart. God will never reject a broken and repentant heart ever. Ever. When your heart is broken and repentant, God will never reject that. Like God will never reject true repentance. God will never reject when you're before him saying, I don't have control over this thing. And so I need you to show me how to control this thing, Lord. I can't manage this thing on my own. I need you to um, show me, Lord God, how to handle this. Whatever this is, whatever this is, right? Whatever this is, is this is God will never reject someone who comes before him and says, daddy, God, I need you to help me with this because I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to come out of this sin. I don't know how to break away from this situation. I don't know. And even he's not going to reject somebody that says to him, Lord God, you know, um, I need you. I can't feel you. For some reason, we feel like we need to act like super saints with God and God isn't interested in your super sanctum. That's not what he wants. God isn't interested in your super sanctum. He doesn't care about that. He needs you to be broken before you. As a matter of fact, God longs to help you. God longs to be involved with you, to be involved in your affairs. And because we've learned to be so independent outside of God, we think that we need to operate in independence with God. Well, actually, that's pride. When I can't, when I can't go before my father and be in relational conversation with him, and I feel like I, I I'm too, I'm prideful when I can't come and say, dad, I'm struggling. When I can't come to him and say, dad, I got a problem here. When I can't come and say, dad, I got an issue here. When I can't come and say, dad, this is very hard for me, or this is very difficult for me. When I can't come to God, dad and say, I don't understand all of this, but I trust you, right? I, I trust you being very honest. I'm struggling with this sin. He sees it all. He sees it all. He knows that you're struggling with sin. He knows the things that you're overwhelmed and consumed with. So just to say to him, daddy, God, you know, I'm struggling with my sin. I don't understand how to get over this sin. I'm struggling with cigarettes. I'm struggling with pornography. I'm struggling with sex. I want to be celibate. I want to be saved, sanctified and single, but I don't know how, because I've never been saved, sanctified and single, right? I've never been holy. I've never lived holy. I've never even seen what it's like to live holy. And so God, I need you to help me be holy. I need you to show me what holiness looks like. I've never been without a God. Come on, Holy Spirit. I've never been without a man. So I don't know what it's like to spend time sanctified and set apart for you, right? Like praying those prayers and saying those things to him. Lord, I'm trying to learn how to trust you with my finances. I don't know how to trust you with my finances. I've never really been taught how to be a tither. I've never really been taught about seed, but I want to lead leave, live kingdom. And I want to live covenant. So daddy, I need you to help me and Holy spirit. I want to submit to you like being real transparent where you are being real transparent where you are and then beginning to pray the word of God over you. And for some reason we don't feel like God is longing and looking for that. And because people have taught us a lot of religion, we don't operate in that. And God is like, if you'll bring me, if you'll act like David was, David was like, look, I know I've been rebellious. I know I'd have done evil. I know I had shed blood because I think by this time he had killed Uriah. Um, I know I was born for a sinner. I know you've been trying to teach me. Look, but I need you to stop looking at my sins. I need you to restore me. I don't like this heaviness. I don't like how I'm feeling right now. Right. I can't be away from your presence. 
I, I don't feel like that. I can't be away from your presence. Please don't take your Holy Spirit from me. I'm sorry. I grieve the Holy Spirit, but I'm telling you now, I need the Holy Spirit. I cannot be without the Holy Spirit. Forgive me. And then he simply says, he says, forgive me, like forgive me for shedding blood. Forgive me for all I've done. Now unseal my lips and let, let me praise you like unseal my lip. And then if you go down, it says, it says, look with favor on Zion and help her rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with sacrifice sacrifices offered in offered in the right spirit with burnt offerings and whole, whole offerings. You're going to be pleased with my praise when I'm restored, when I'm renewed in my mind. And so God desires that level of transparency from you. He desires. I don't, I don't know why we don't talk to God like that. I don't know why we have better conversations with other people and not those type of conversations that we really need to have. We need to have the depth of that conversation with God. Like we need to have that depth of that conversation with God. He longs to be your best friend. He don't want nobody else to Lord over you. He don't want nobody else to be God. He's looking for you. I feel lighter today. Um, he doesn't want once if he asks you to do something you don't understand, Lord, I don't understand. <laughs> Lord, I don't understand. If he asks you and say, I need you to commit to stay in this relationship. I'm talking about your marriage. Or if he asks you to commit and stay to relationship with some people that you really want to exit from. Lord, I don't understand. But give me the grace. Right. Remove the heaviness from me um, right now in Jesus name. Right. And and sit in that and believe in that and trust in that. And I bind every principality and every demonic spirit that tries to come towards this devotional back to the pits of hell from which it came. Thank you, Father God, for giving them your holiness and they see your righteousness and the eyes of their understanding and the hope and call of who you call them to be in Christ Jesus is being released in their life right now in Jesus name. So, um, so I just need you to understand that. Like, I need you to understand that. Talk to daddy God. Like he's your very best friend. That's how I talk to him. Talk to daddy God. Like he is your very, 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 very best friend. Just pour out your heart before him. Share with him your disappointments. And guess what's going to start happening? You're going to start getting healed. You're going to start getting renewed. You're going to start feeling better. You're going to start feeling the lightness because the responsibility of this isn't on you. It's on God. Your responsibility is to develop the prayer, prayer life, to meet him in the place, to develop, put your altar and set your time aside. So let me pray this. That was some, then I felt like there was mother and mother moment, moments so that you understand how open you can be with God. David gives us pure examples all the time of how open we can be with God and how often we can talk to God and how much we can say to God. Right? So I'm always grateful for just this, the transparency that I get to have with God and how I'm telling you to talk to him is how I talk to God. Like I didn't know this, but that's how I talk to him. Sometimes I'm crying and I'm like, I don't get this. Right? I don't understand. So I'm going to pray a prayer and then we're going to get into uh, some word for today. I need to pray a special prayer for all of you that are struggling with losing weight in God intentional in God intentional. I need to pray a prayer for all of you that are struggling with losing weight, right? That you are struggling with losing weight. Let me pause on it. And so it said, yeah, that mama Jeanette, that is how you want. You want us, we want our children to come to us that way, right? And so God, because somebody has taught us God is out to get us, we often don't come to God like that. Well, God ain't out to get you. God is out to love you and to restore you, right? God is out to love you and restore you. So I need to pray a prayer. 
about weight loss this morning. The Lord put that on my heart to pray. I have experienced, I, I have experienced my own weight loss journey. I was 60 something pounds overweight. Um, and I'm just praying for, um, a supernatural, like something supernatural to happen for you today. God is concerned about your weight loss and it's out of control. And I'm just going to be honest with you. It's an oppressive spirit. Like it's a, it's a spirit of oppression that is oppressing you, that is keeping you bound to this weight right and so we're just gonna pray that about your weight loss it's really unhealthy it's really demonic it's um assignment against you is to keep you from walking in your perfect perfect pick picture of health it's assignment against you is so that you won't walk into the fullness of who you are and what you're supposed to be uh, so we're going to pray. We're taking everything to God. Somebody's like, you can pray for weight loss. You can pray for weight loss. It is a spirit that was sent and assigned to oppress you so that you will not be in good health. You will not walk into the fullness of what God wants you to do. That's been the assignment against your life. And so it's repetitive. It's a cycle and it needs to be broken today. And we're going to break that cycle right now in the name of Jesus. And if you, <laughs> we, <laughs> Um, we, we, if we take this to God and take this to the throne, I believe God will supernaturally do for you what he did for me and able to maintain it and able to maintain it. Um, if you've never seen the pictures of my weight loss journey, they're on, I think there may be one on this page. It's on my Instagram page, but he will take it. I, he will take it. I was in a size 18. I am now in a size 10, 12, more leaning towards a 10, but I know the things that God began to do for me were supernatural. And he began to take stuff out my mouth. He began to take the taste of things out my mouth. He didn't leave me satisfied by worldly things. I was more satisfied by um, his word. And there can be satisfaction in the word. He took, I, I don't crave sweets like I used to. I eat the things that I'm supposed to eat so that I can be in the best picture of health. And so I want to pray that for you today because it's a, uh, it's a spirit. That's what the Lord told me. He said, it's a spirit of prayer is sent to oppress them so they won't break out in freedom and walk into the fullness. Now, are we all going to be the same shape and size? Absolutely not. But what we're going to do is be the best picture of health. We're focusing on health, 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 health. We're going to be the best picture of health. We're going to be in the best shape for our body, right? We're going to be in the best shape for our body. So let me go on and pray for you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I cast off the spirit of oppression in the name of Jesus, from these ladies and their lives and the men, Lord God, who, Father God, have been struggling with weight loss, Lord God. And we bind the spirit of oppression back to the pits of hell from which it came. And we thank you, Father God, that you are releasing into their lives right now. Their, their perfect design, how you designed them to be, Lord God, the weight that you want them to be, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, that they are not being gratified by the desires of their flesh, Lord God, but they are being satisfied, Father God, by, by the fruits of their lips, which are your words. I thank you, Lord God, that they have healthy self-image and they weigh what you want them to weigh and they only eat what you want them to eat. So I bind every stronghold and every demonic principality that has tried to lock them into this weight. I command you to loose them and set them free. I thank you, Father God, that their health <clears throat> becomes a priority. 
I thank you, Lord God, they begin to see themselves the way that you begin to see them, Lord God, and that they just will not settle here, that they will just not settle and they will not be satisfied. You said man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out your mouth, Father God. We thank you, Lord God, that they begin to steward over their temple, take the taste out of their mouth, take the things out of their mouth, Lord God, that they do not. And Father God, <laughs> with oppression comes depression. So we can't the assignment of depression. We thank you. The eyes of their understanding are open to the hope and call of who you call them to be in Christ Jesus. Let their mindsets be in renewed to be in their perfect picture of health in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And you need to say that to yourself every day. I will only weigh what God wants me to weigh and I'm only going to eat what God wants me to eat. That's something I confess over myself daily. I will only weigh, right? What God wants me to weigh and I will only eat what God wants me to eat. And if you set your mind in that, then it'll start bubbling up and you'll resist the temptation to overeat, to eat bad. Ask God to give you the resources, the wisdom. You don't have to have a fad diet. I lost weight walking water and eating the right things. And this last year, he told me to lose, take less carbs and stuff out my body. And I took those carbs and stuff out my body. And then my body just began to slim down. I'm not out. Um, I don't work out intensely. I don't, I don't, but I work out and, and self-control and discipline came in. And sometimes you just need spiritual help. Like you need spiritual help on this thing. And I told you it's a spirit of oppression. So I just believe God that you're going to wait and that you're not going to make excuses because the worst thing is when we make excuses and be like, Oh, I'm just big like that. Everybody has a different body type. My bone structure is a medium structure. I have hips. These hips ain't going too many places, but what I'm not going to do is be around here and be unhealthy where my heart is given out because I won't pray and ask God to supernaturally help me with this. God can supernaturally help you with that. So I hope you receive this by faith. And when he starts giving you the strategies like he did me, no bread, limit your bread, eat more fruits, eat more lean meats. I promise you, I wish I could stand up and show you this dress. I, I'm just saying, I promise you, he will begin to fine tailor your body and you will begin to look like what God wants you to look like. And it becomes supernatural and it's not for vain glory. I focus on being my perfect picture of health and nothing else, nothing else. And if you will put it, some practice in the natural and you begin to walk, it's not about a diet. It's about, a, it's about you changing your lifestyle. Then guess what? You can preserve your health. My goal is I want to live to 120. Well, I'm going to do the things in the natural. So that, that for you, my darlings, for my dears, for my kingdom men, that for you is a prayer for weight loss today. And if that's what you have been asking God for, guess what? He answered you today on the daily devotional. So let's get, um, a little bit into uh, the word today. We've been studying Ephesians 1. If this is your very first time on Coffee and Conversations, we welcome you and we would love to connect to you. If you will go get subscribed to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com, then you will get our daily emails. You'll get our special reports and all of those other things that we do, did. So let me clarify something because a few people asked, was I quitting Coffee and Conversations? Yesterday, um, I made a decision to obey God. Um, I spent 
a year as um, a radio DJ. I spent a year on the JC Loves Morning Show. Um, it was the best time of my life. Uh, nothing was absolute, like nothing, nothing was wrong. Like nothing was wrong. But God, I heard God when he said, I need you to end this season. And actually I wanted to be clear about it. And so when God started speaking to me a couple weeks ago, I prayed and then I took it to JC and he prayed with me and he said, just get sure about it. And then I fasted. And when I fasted and I came off my fast, uh, I did like a 24 hour hard fast. And when I came off my fast, uh, I, when I came off my fast, then what happened next was, um, God just began to do something so, uh, amazing for me. And he gave me strength, boldness and courage, right? He gave me strength, boldness and courage to, um, move through and move forward and to move on. Um, and I was able to release that. And so I don't know, God just told me to focus on family. I don't know what the next instructions are, but I know I heard him and I know every time I obey him, it does something significant for me. So you are not always going to have the answer. He's not, he may not tell you anything. He may not tell you everything, but you're always going to have the answer. You're always going to have the answer. So let's get into the words. I am from Little Rock. Uh, let's get into the word. The ministry is based in Little Rock. Uh, let me get, let's get into the word today. We're talking in Ephesians one. Um, we've been talking about, um, God, we've been talking about, um, the spiritual blessings. And to yesterday we talked about the mystery of his will being known. And today we're going to talk about, um, we're going to talk about the work of the Holy Spirit, right? We're going to talk about our e eternal inheritance and what comes next. We talked about his will. We're going to talk about what the work of the Holy Spirit does to us. He's already made known mystery, the mystery of what his will is for our lives. So now we're going to talk about what the work of the Holy Spirit does through us and how we receive this is through our inheritance, right? Um, it says in him, you also trusted after you heard, this is verse 13 and 14, the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation in whom also having believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. So it's simply saying in him, you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, right? Right. You're, you're trusting him. And I want to talk to you a little bit about your eternal inheritance because we have been so consumed, right? We heard the word of truth and we're sealed with the promise, but I need to talk to you first about your eternal inheritance. Revelation 21, four describes heaven in the following manner. It says, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, no more sorrow nor crying. There shall be no more pain for the former things have passed away, but I need you to receive what I gave you yesterday. Remember I said to you yesterday, I said, heaven's God's will is for heaven to be on earth. And so while this is our eternal inheritance, there are still some things that we are supposed to experience here on earth and how we experience these things here on earth is we are supposed to experience these things through the Holy Spirit, right? We are supposed to, once we accept Jesus as Lord and Savior in our life, right? We're not, we're not free from everything that happens in this world. It's not a human and human achievement. But what we will see next is the help of the Holy Spirit to navigate us through life if we allow it. And so 
when we are in Christ Jesus and our inheritance in Christ Jesus, then we're not subject to corrupt or decay. We're not subject to the things of this world. And one of our problems in receiving this part of our inheritance is we're not thinking on things above. Like we're not thinking on things above. We're spending too much time setting our minds on earthly things. And because we spend so much time setting our minds on earthly things, right? We're not able to receive or understand the inheritance that's coming to us, right? But we're also not able to receive the, thank you, Holy Spirit, the inheritance of the Holy Spirit and allowing the Holy Spirit to be operative in our life. And so when the Holy Spirit is not operative in our life, we're grieving the Holy Spirit. When we, we've been raised with Christ to strive for things above, right? Christ is seated at the right hand of God. That's what Paul said. Um, I'm putting those things behind me and I'm pressing towards the goal of Christ Jesus. I'm pressing towards everything that's supposed to be higher in me in Christ Jesus. But most of the time we have our things set on, on like, so look at it from this perspective. We have, this is things above, above, above. If you lifted your head up, you're going to see things above. Well, what's below us, right? What's below us shouldn't even be our concern because God already told us he'd give us daily bread. God already told us he'd never leave us and forsake us. That's why in Matthew, he's so strong to say, why are you worried about food, clothes, where you going to live and all this other stuff. The pagans run after those things. Those that do not understand their eternal inheritance and what comes on with that eternal inheritance will be manifested here on this earth. I'm telling you now, this stuff is going to fade away. This stuff is going to fade away. Our bodies are going to fade away. We're going to decay. You cannot take any of this stuff with you. And so the assignment of the enemy, you can't take none of these people with you. So if you consume by people and consume by stuff, then guess what? You're not on eternal inheritance. You don't recognize that you're just an ambassador here and that all of this stuff going to fade away. Like after a while, all of this stuff will be gone. So if I'm consumed about where I live, then I'm not focused on things above. And then the Holy Spirit is not able to teach me and groom me in the things of Christ. Our inheritance in Christ is imperishable. And what we have in Christ is not subject to corruption or decay. That's why when we attach ourselves to things, we have no business attaching ourselves. That's why relationships disappoint us. That's why you can be rich one day and broke the other. Anytime we allow something else to be an idol or God, those things are subject to corruption or decay, right? It's going to decay. It's going to rust. It's going to fall apart, right? All of this stuff happens. Our houses, our cars, even on our body. And so our treasure has to be heavenly treasure, which is not affected by decay. It's not affected. That's why it's more important for you to understand your spiritual blessings than it is for you to understand your earthly blessings. It's more for you. It's more better for you to understand your, your, who you are in Christ, 
right? Versus who you are to this world. It's better for you to understand that's where your security. So if you've been looking for a security blanket, if you've been looking for something to make you feel secure, the reason that you've been insecure, the reason that you've been wavering, the reason that things have been up and down for you and all over the place is because your mind is not set on things above. If your mind was set on things above, then the thing, when the, when the waves are tossing you to and fro, you would not be moved because you would know without a doubt, no matter what's going on in my life, no matter what's happening to me, God has this. But if you don't understand your reconciliation in Christ Jesus and understand that we've got to think, um, uh, above when we accepted Christ, it freed us from deformity. It freed us from being depaced. It freed us. Nothing on earth is perfect. Nothing on earth. It is flawed. And if we look closely enough, we're going to always find an imperfection. But what is perfect is Christ. He's holy. He's blameless. He's pure. He's set apart. And guess what? He, he, he makes us holy, blameless, set apart and exalted above the heavens. That's Hebrews 7 and 26. So our inheritance is only in him. Like our inheritance is only in him and it's unfading and it's reserved, right? We're being kept. We're being kept. And the reason that we're being kept and the measure of how we experience this on earth until we get to heaven is through the Holy Spirit. But you've got to put your mindset in a place of saying, why have I been so focused on all of this stuff around me that's going to fade, that's going to corrupt? People can go. That's where your mind, that's not thinking on things above. Why am I consumed? He says, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, right? He says, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. Keep your eyes set on heavenly things. Keep your eyes set on spiritual blessings. And then I'm going to add all that stuff to you. I got to add all that stuff to you so that my glory can be gotten here on earth because as my will is done on in heaven, it's got to be done on earth. But if you will start seeking you first, then and putting heaven as your priority and setting your mind on things above, then you'll begin to see how whatever we make an idol of, whether, whether I'm just saying, whatever we make an idol of, if our mind is on earthly things, whatever we make an idol of will, will be the things that we're, we're given over to. Um, and so you got to make a decision in your head and be like, you know what? I can no longer afford to put my, my mind on things here because there's an internal inheritance come and it's activated here on earth through the Holy Spirit. That's why you can't afford to grieve the Holy Spirit. This, this is a powerful spiritual nugget. I have an eternal inheritance in heaven. Right. I have a guarantee that is lasting. I got the best insurance policy ever. And if I ever get my mind off the things below, my God, things will begin to manifest in my life. I can get in my position in kingdom. But the enemy loves for us to be so consumed by relationships, so consumed by things, so consumed by money, so consumed by lack, so consumed by what we don't have, so consumed 
by purpose others he has us all of these things that we're consumed and when we're consumed with these things we're thinking in our less than form and version of ourselves. and when we're thinking on our less than and less than form and version of my ourselves then guess what happens we ignore our eternal inheritance we ignore what the holy spirit is supposed to do for our inheritance the holy spirit is a down point payment right that's a down payment that God gives you that if you yield to the Holy Spirit, once you accept the Christ, if you yield to a Holy Spirit, that's the down payment, right? That's the down payment on what's to come for you in heaven. It's the down payment on what's to come for you, you in heaven. It says in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there. ye may be also and whither I go, you know, that you may know the term in my father's house is clarity about your inheritance. <laughs> Jesus was telling you that there are many places to live in his father's house, right? He said, and I'm going to prepare, I'm going before you to prepare a place so that you're able to tap into this inheritance. Well, if there's a kingdom heavenly inheritance and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, then to get to my inheritance, my God, Jesus, to get to my inheritance here on earth is me setting my mind on things above and not living in a poverty. We got a spiritual poverty mindset, not living in this impoverished mindset, thinking that I'm supposed to be set on things above. No, I'm not spending time about where I'm going to live or what I'm going to eat or who made me mad. And I'm not spending no time in that because I don't have time for that. I got to set my mind on things above and what you're saying to me about what needs to be done through me in heaven on earth. And the down payment is the Holy Spirit. So it don't matter that I don't know it because the comforter came. And when the comforter came, he came so that he can teach me all things. So he came so I can teach other things. So I've got to be aggressive in renewing my mind so that I can get outside my carnal fleshly self and become the spiritual being. The word, the word tells us we are ambassadors here. You are to be in this world, but not of the world, right? You are to be in this world, but not of the world. If I'm supposed to be in this world, ask the Lord, my God, what am I in the world to do? <laughs> what am I in the world to do? Why have I been so focused on these things in the world? Why have I been so focused on this marriage? Why is my attention to my husband greater than my attention to God? Now he's going to give you all that because he said, man, it's not good for man to be alone. He's going to give you all that because he said, it's not good for man to be alone, but he does not. He never meant for you to focus you. When you are focused on things in this world, you are focused on your less than standard. And you don't believe that God will help you through every situation. You don't believe that the Holy spirit will teach you everything. You don't believe that the Holy spirit is your comforter. You don't believe that the Holy spirit is your advocator. You don't believe that the work of the Holy spirit will work in you until you conform in the image of Christ. So you got to rely on the spirit daily. You got to listen to his convictions and it's, uh, it's not easy. The spirit, the conviction of the Holy spirit is not easy. The convictions of the Holy spirit do not feel good, right? The convictions of the Holy spirit, but they will keep you from sinning. They will keep you from making bad decisions, right? They will. So the, the desire or the inheritance here on earth, the down payment on it, your internal inheritance is the Holy Spirit. So if I'm lacking in anything, I'm lacking the Holy Spirit.
I'm, if I'm lacking in anything, I'm lacking the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was involved in, t- in creation from the beginning. Genesis 1, 1, 2. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty and darkness covered the deep waters. And the spirit of God was hovering over the service, over the waters, right? So you got to drink the spirit in and you got to drink the spirit in daily because he's going to bring you the the truth. Ephesians 1, 13, 14 says, when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and when you believed in him, you were also sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit. He is the, he is the thing. He's your helper, right? He's going to give you wisdom. He's a gift giver. He's going to give you spiritual gifts to help you on the earth. He's going to give you guidance. He's going to live inside you. So you are never alone. You are never alone. You are not without comfort. You are not without mentorship. You are not without a teacher. You are not orphaned. You have been adopted. And when you got adopted through Jesus Christ, he settled the issue. My God, he settled the issue. And today he wants you to settle the issue, settle the issue. Settle the issue today. I'm not going to focus on things in this world. And I know it's hard like Lakeisha, but I'm consumed. The reason the enemy wants you consumed by these things is because you'll forget about your eternal inheritance and what comes with this. You'll forget that all this stuff that you've been aspiring to have, all this stuff that you've been trying to manifest, all this stuff you've been trying to make happen, all these relationships you've been involved in that just keep leaving you heartbroken. He's wanting you consumed in that stuff so that you don't remember you have an eternal inheritance with the Holy Spirit as your down payment, right? That's, that's what he doesn't want you to know. He doesn't want you to know that. And so when we grieve the Holy Spirit, Ephesians 4.30, and do not grieve God's Holy Spirit, you're sealed by him for the day of redemption. The Holy Spirit is what seals you. The Holy Spirit will seal you. So if you lack in something, it's because you're lacking the Holy Spirit in that life and you're grieving the Holy Spirit and you won't let the Holy Spirit get the wisdom he needs to get to you. And you keep answering and responding based on this world's system and you are not born of this world you were not born of this world you need to say that to myself i am not of this world i am not of this world i am in this world but i am not of this world and ask him say i need father i need you to help me john 8 23 says but he continued you are from below i'm from above you are of this world i'm not that's what he was telling to them right when he was asking them to come but once jesus came you became of a supernatural right they are not of this world john 17 and 16 they are not of the world even as i'm not of the world right He told him, he said, God, you've taken them out of the world. They accepted me. They're no longer of this world. You got to set your mind. You got to ask us. It's a lowly form of thinking. My God, God, I've been thinking so lowly. I've been thinking so lowly. Like I've been thinking and consumed by things below and I need to set my mind on things above. I need to know I'm chosen. I need to know I'm adopted. I need to know I have redemption. I know need to know I'm accepted. I need to know I'm in your love. I need to know I'm holy and blameless. I need to know that I've been forgiven of my sins. See, when you focus your mind on things and beyond, you ain't got time to focus on all this. You won't think in lack mentality. You won't think in doubt. You won't think in fear. You won't think in worry. The scripture said God has not given us the spirit of fear. So if God has not given me the spirit of fear, 
but a power of love and a soundness of mind or self-control. If I'm out of self-control, if I've got fear, if I've got worry, doubt, it's coming from somewhere else and it's not coming from God. And it's because I'm not letting the Holy Spirit help me think on things above. That's why Romans 12 and 2 say you got to renew your mind. <laughs> you got to renew your mind so that you understand that you're not of this world. That's why I keep telling you, just keep eating, keep chunking at it. Keep eating, keep chunking at it. Keep understanding your rich in your inheritance. It inheritance. It in your inheritance. You are not of this world. You are not of this world. You are not. That's not where you are. You are spiritual. You are supernatural. You are a kingdom kid. You don't live by the laws. That's what when you when you really want to experience the supernatural, you'll begin to understand I'm not of this world. I'm only here on assignment. I'm an ambassador here set on assignment so that so that people could get saved disciples. I'm only here so kingdom can be fulfilled here on earth through me. My inheritance is in heaven. If you keep that and keep that in mind, it'll begin to transform your mind and you'll stop being worried about the things of this world. Your weight won't consume you. Your money won't consume you. Your marriage won't consume you. Your kids won't consume you because you'll realize I got an eternal inheritance. Let me share this with you. When my husband died, he said something very significant to me. We were talking about his healing and he said, I've made up my mind. I'm taking myself off all my medicines. We're not going back to the hospital. This is not how I want you guys to continue to live. This is take, this is consumed and taken over my life. And so I'm taking a stance and this is the stance that I'm going to take. Either God heals me here or he heals me on the other side. But regardless, I still get healed. I still get healed, whether it's on this side or the other side, I get still, he understood his eternal inheritance. He understood that this was not his home. And so he said, if this earthly body is decaying, my God, if this earthly body is decaying, if this earthly body won't add up, if something in my body doesn't want to get healed, guess what? I'm getting ready to go be in the presence of Jesus. I'm getting ready to go be with my father. And that is absolutely greater than anything that this world could have to offer me. And so, you know what I did? Can I tell you something? I let him go. We were having our final conversations and he said, baby, I'll go. Cause he needed a blood transfusion. He said, I'll go get a blood transfusion for you. And I said, no, I'm going to stand in faith with you. I, you took your stance. Don't do this for me because then you're more concerned with things on this earth than you are with things in heaven. Don't do anything for me. My faith is going to stand with yours and I'm not going to be selfish. I'm going to stand in faith with you. So if you believe your healing comes anyway, my little selfish self got to believe your healing comes anyway. Was it hard for him to leave? Yeah. Was it overwhelming for him to leave? Yes. But I know now without a doubt that he resides in a better place. And I know that I'll get to see him again when I go be with Jesus. Because my mind was not set on selfish. He was suffering. He was suffering. He was suffering. My, and I don't know why he didn't get healed on this side, but I know he healed. I know he healed and death didn't have and death didn't have no power over him and sickle cell didn't have no power over him. I, I know he was healed. 
I know he was healed and death didn't have no power over him. So, so no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna settle my mind on these things. I know death didn't have no power over him. I know his earthly suit gone, but I know he, when he walked through them gates and he saw Jesus, he was healed and he was whole. I know that for a fact. I'm assured in that fact. So his healing didn't manifest on this side, but his healing manifested on the other side. So it would be selfish. It would be me, me setting on lonely things to keep him here to say, no, you stay here with me. No, go be with Jesus because I know when you are with Jesus, my God, you are healed and God's promises fulfilled. Yes, Jessica, right? When things don't work out for me, I'm getting the revelation. Then God, you must have something better for me and let me keep walking according to my purpose. Death don't have no power. Death didn't have no power over him. So when sickness and disease is attacking your body, can I tell you the way you deal with the enemy best? Death ain't got no power over me. Death, don't come talking to me about I'm about to die. Death ain't got no power over me. Death ain't got no power over my husband. Death ain't got no power over this situation. When you losing your eyesight, death ain't got no, don't let the enemy keep mind in your mind making you think death got power over you. Death ain't got no power over you. You got an eternal inheritance through Christ Jesus. Death ain't got, you, he'll have you fearing death so bad. He'll have you fearing death so bad that you won't even walk into the fullness of who you're supposed to be. He'll have you fearing poverty. When the word told you man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that breathes out of God's mouth. So if I got the word of God in my mouth, I ain't got no business worrying about whether or not I got bread in the refrigerator because He's going to send an audible. He's going to take care of me. So I'm going to keep my mind set on things above. I'm going to sit around here and worry about no job. When God said to me, he's Jehovah Jireh, my provider. What am I sitting up here thinking about anything? That's a lower, less form of thinking. And it takes you to renew your mind to get in this mindset. Your job can be gone today. That's why you don't let no job be no idol. That's why you put God first. That's why your family has to be next. You got to set things in order so that you won't be, you won't be set in this world. Disappointment going to come to you. Disappointment going to come to you. People going to leave you. People going to forsake you. You ain't got time to be consumed and caught up in no marriage and no relationship. Somebody love you today and love you tomorrow. You need to be, you got to be like God. <laughs> you got to be like God. You got to be like God. You got to understand. You told me, Lord God, that's what the word said. Trust no man. That's why I don't trust. You told me don't put my trust in no man. You told me to trust you. So I'm not going to trust this man. I'm not going to trust this woman. I'm going to trust you. And if you deem this marriage to be a marriage, then you go on and work it out. You going to work, you work it out. I'm not getting ready to try to work it out. I'm going to set my mind on things above. I'm setting my mind on my assignment. I'm setting my mind on the call of my life. I'm setting on my mind, my mind on becoming more like Christ. I'm setting my mind on humility. I'm setting my mind on the things above and not the things below. Because when I set my mind on the things below, that's pagan thinking. Everything that's written out in your books is going to happen for you. You ain't got to struggle with that. You ain't got to come compromise yourself. You ain't got to put yourself in a position to operate in a lower standard. That's living a life in the flesh. God said to you, live a life by the spirit. Spiritual things look differently. It is not religion. It is not your church attendance. It's something greater than you can ever imagine. But the only way that you're going to be able to receive it is by faith. I got to get out of here. Y'all got me preaching. I wasn't going to preach today. Y'all got me. 
Focus on the things above. Let the Holy Spirit be your greatest teacher ever, your greatest advocate ever, and watch God do. You got to sit and worry about whether or not somebody walk away from you. Let them go because if they're for you and it's written in your books, the Holy Spirit will return them to you. You ain't got to be time and arguing. If you got kids that are prodigal, let them go because the Holy Spirit will return them because you'll get in a position and you'll pray things above. You won't even pray. You won't even pray things on this earth. You're going to start praying things above. You're going to pray for them and they'll come right back to kingdom. You got to sit here and be struggling with nothing. Release your word in faith and watch what God does for you and pray things above. Pray the things above. If a job comes and tell you, you got to go pray things above. If you feel the leading of the Holy Spirit to walk, walk away from things, pray things above, get above it, get ahead of it. And how you get ahead of it is through the power of the Holy Ghost. I love y'all. I got to go. We got to go. I got to get my kids to school. I got to fix them breakfast. They like breakfast in this house. They, they get, I need to cook for them. I have to cook for them in the mornings. I love y'all so much, but more than anything, God loves you. Set your mind on things above. And if this is new to you and you don't get it and you don't understand it, keep eating it. It'll come. Revelation going to come. Keep eating it. Keep eating it. Keep eating it. Keep eating it. Revelation is going to come, but you got to keep eating it, right? You got to keep eating healthy things. You've been eating unhealthy things all your life. You got to keep eating healthy things, things that are going to renew your mind into the things of Christ so that you can become the fullness of who God called you to be. But you're not going to eat once and get all you need. Sometimes you might have to eat much. I eat multiple times a day. I eat five or six times a day. That's what keeps my metabolism going. I eat five or six times a day. <laughs> That's how much I eat. People are like, I'm constantly eating on something five or six times a day. <laughs> Keep eating it so that you can get your mind set on things above and stop being in this carnality, living in a less than version of yourself. You are a child of the most high king, period, <laughs> period. Ain't no, I, no, period. Period. And Jesus paid the price. And even if you sin or mess up, guess what? I'm still a child of the most high king. He didn't pay for my past sins. He paid for my future sins as well. My God on things above. That's a part of your eternal inheritance. That's a part of your eternal inheritance. I love y'all so much. I love y'all. I love y'all. I love you. I hope you receive this word by faith. I hope you share this word with someone else. I thank you, Father God, that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. I thank you, Father God, for your holiness. And I thank you for the sweet peace of Jesus. Let them be resolved today in who you call them to be in Christ Jesus. May your love abide and abound towards them like never, ever before. Let them see the manifestation of this word word today. Let miracle signs and wonders follow them today. Lord God, express yourself in love towards them today. Daddy God, let them feel it like never before in Jesus name. Amen. Hey, and if you have never received Christ, guess what? Here's your opportunity. It ain't that hard. It ain't that hard. Man, man told you that hard. It ain't that hard. It ain't that hard. All you got to do is be like, Jesus, please forgive me. I'm a sinner. 
I was that girl. I was that sinner. I was that sinner. I was her life all over the place doing all kinds of stuff. I ain't got no business. I am a sinner. Then Lord God, I need you to forgive me. And then I need you to become Lord and savior and then fill me with your Holy spirit and watch your life begin to change. It might be rough at first, but God will do something very significant for you. I love y'all so much, <laughs> but more than anything that God lo loves you many, 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 many blessings. May God bless you today. Like never before. May God bless you today like never before. I'll see you back in the morning at 5 a.m. Love, peace, and blessings. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.